full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the full court press. I'm not turning your mic on because you still have food in your mouth. I'm in food in my mouth. Now your mic is on. Prejudice. Got to make sure you finish what you started there. Prejudice. <sighs> Eric, I got a problem. <sighs> a problem? Yeah. Um, I forgot what, my, uh, what the 4 o'clock hour topics are. <laughs> I remember my 5 o'clock hour topics, but I totally forgot what our 4 o'clock hour topics were. Ajay. <laughs> Could you, by chance, remind me? Do better. I, I forgot. It wasn't my fault. It slipped my head. Uh, here's what we're going to talk about this hour. Oh, yay. So, Ajay will hear it with all of us. <laughs> uh, you Utah Jazz take on the Sacramento Kings tonight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what's working. So, how the Jazz look so far. Um, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but we can talk a little bit more about conference realignment. New Mexico State. Good for them. I'm not surprised. It makes total sense. How are they not FCS? Like, based on facilities, lack of funds, what are we doing here? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Because I don't know that why what, they haven't dropped isn't, down. Isn't that what you what can still play basketball the, at Division One? Because isn't that what nearly got us into that hole? Utah State was heading that direction, and quickly, weren't we? Yes. You can put the Utah State Aggies and the New Mexico State Aggies kind of on a parallel path. For a while there, mm-hmm. and you can see where New Mexico State is today, and thank your lucky stars that a lot of people stepped up and made some significant investments and just said, "No, we're not going to do that," and started to change Utah State's trajectory. And look where they're at today. Those programs, their communities that they're in, there's a lot of similarities. But Utah State made some significant improvements. Oh, did they ever? And investments. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Started with the North End Zone Complex. Was the press box after that then? Oh, yes. Because if I remember when I was producing the games down there when you guys had the Aggies here, I remember Al Lewis would be like, all right, calling the game from the Pepsi, like, this concession, I think it was like a concession Pepsi stand. Yeah, they did that for a few seasons. It was him and Which Craig. Terrible, especially off. like in the late afternoon games when the sun's coming down. It's yeah. like coming right at you. Right at you. you yeah, I remember I was producing the games down, and you guys, and Al Lewis would be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I was just trying to envision it, and I was like, this has got to be horrible for Al. Jeez. That, that was not fun. But but look, the a lot of people credit Gary Anderson for turning around I do. Utah State football. I do. And that's what really helped the Aggies get into the Mountain West. But I think you got to give credit to Randy Spetman 
And even a little bit of credit to Brent Guy, as much as that paid some people to do. Wait, give credit to Brent Guy for what exactly? For his recruits, for what he was doing in recruiting. And just having that name, uh, he came from uh, Arizona State and started to get some attention to Utah State, just with his background. And that's when Utah State started to make the the, the firm determination with the, the, the president of the university, uh, Kermit Hall, and with the athletic director, all on the same page. Like, we're going to make a commitment to not languish in independence. We're going to make a commitment to do something. Uh, Big West collapsed. They were in the Sun Belt for a little bit. That really did kind of save Utah State football more than anything, the more that I think about it. But then the commitment to make that north end zone complex. Because whenever they would bring recruits to Utah State, they would never show them where the coaches' offices were or where the locker room was. Those athletes never knew anything about the locker room until they showed up after already have signed the paper. And so once they started to make that commitment to build that north end zone complex, putting the budget set aside to do that, and just the sweat equity by that athletic department, all the hours that they put in personally to make it happen, we got creative. I remember hearing stories about Randy Spetman going down to Salt Lake City. The old ZCMI mall oh, yeah. was being torn down with City Creek going on, and... They arranged some trucks to go down there to salvage windows. So a lot of the big windows that are in the North End Zone complex today were salvaged from a mall project that was going to be demolished in Salt Lake City. Wow. Huh. So those were the steps that really set the stage and laid the groundwork for when Gary Anderson showed up. I remember before he, before he committed to come here, uh, I remember hearing stories of him making comments to people saying, it's a gold mine in Logan. They just don't even know it. It's a great way to put it. It's a great way. Wait, wait, who said that? Gary Anderson. Wow. He shows up. He's got Brent Guy's recruits. Uh, he starts to turn things around, change the culture. The rest is history. Say what you want about his second stint. It, it didn't work great. But he absolutely deserves credit and recognition for uh, putting Utah State football on the map. That's a good point. Uh, by the way, if you want to text into our Gil Mortgage text line, it's open for you, 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321. Eric, we already got a couple, couple texts in here. 5374 hits the text line. says, this question has been bothering me all day today. Ooh, this could be good. When teams feel like they are in a win-now phase and trade away high draft picks and sign expensive free agents, if it pays off and they win the championship of their respective sport, what is the payoff? How worth is it, how worth it, is it to give up years' worth of capital for that one championship? Obviously, as a fan, it's worth it, but what about for an organization? Okay, so a great example of this is what's going on with the Rams, right? They're trading for... Players to help them now. I mean, they have one of the highest defensive payrolls in the NFL. Easily. If not Easily. the number one defensive yeah. payroll. Uh, they haven't won a Super Bowl yet, but they're they're going all in to try to do it. Um, how, how does that affect the program long term? Well, uh, another example is what Chicago Cubs did just a few years. Five years ago. Was it five years ago today? 
They won the World Series. Um, they went all in on trying to get the right pitching, the the right bats, the right manager, and eventually it worked. It paid off, but um, it it didn't last. I you know I remember because it felt like that same thing with the Rams about three three years ago, whatever it was, when they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, lost it. They had signed Brandon Cooks. They had signed Todd Gurley. They, uh, I mean, they sent a massive package of free agents and uh, they built it for a playoff championship team, get to the Super Bowl, and then get shut down completely by the uh, by the New England Patriots. At least their offense, as their defense was up to the task. Um, and then there was, and then after that, there was two, what, two, three mediocre years, and now they're back at it. You know, you look at Jared Goff. Um, and what he's doing right now, and like, and they realize, you know, we got to get rid of golf. We got to find someone else to, you know, got to find a new way to to score, a new offense to run, just something. So out goes golf, in comes Stanford, uh, out goes Gurley, I believe. Right, Gurley's gone now, isn't he? Yep. I mean, and now, and like you said, the highest defensive payroll in the NFL without question, and they're still, and now they're right back at it. Now they're in the thick of a championship contention race. I mean seven and one, along with the Cardinals and um, the Packers, but and if it doesn't pay off this year, then when? Right, that that's the risk that you take. Because if it doesn't pay off, then then what do you have to show for it? Yeah. And, but to five three seven four's question, if it does pay off, then you've won a championship. You have the ring. You have the trophy in your case. But You're I think nationally what 5374 is asking... And you become a destination. Yeah, but Eric, I think what 5374 is asking is, what about after that? I mean, you Cubs won a World Series and then tailed off in so much that Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant are gone. And we're in a rebuild. Well, five You're years later. Mode. But for the, first, for the few years after, they were still very, very competitive and at sure. the top of the National League in the hunt. I mean, as Cubs fans, we always felt like there's still another chance to get one more. But this year, obviously, no. Nine three one five text in Eric. When was the last time you've been to a stadium as a palm tree growing up, where the fans watch a game? Maybe that's so. For all the fans, can use a coconut for happy hour because they don't win much. And how do you recruit to a hot place with an AC in the home locker rooms? I uh, I read that article, <laughs> and the head coach just that is nuts, dude. Just it's it's unreal. They've got a random palm tree growing up in like growing in the side of the stadium. They've got a locker room that's not even a locker room because their eight their uh, swamp cooler doesn't work. So they have a tent outside a locker room for their players. I mean, it is a COVID hotbed for that for that area, and for those and for those kids. And I'm actually and I got to be honest, I'm not really looking forward to going to Las Cruces, New Mexico. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I don't think. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Um, but. It's a non-conference game. It's in a really crappy area. It's a cra- it's a high school beat-down stadium. It really is. It is in bad, bad, bad shape. It's a game that you're supposed to win against a really, really bad football team in front of maybe 20 people that include staff, players, and coaches all alike. It's gonna. It's just a bad atmosphere and a bad situation over there. And Utah State has to go play right in the middle of conference play with. Three big games coming up after that, which includes San Jose State next Saturday night in San Jose State. It's just a bad, bad position. But you know what? Blake's going to get his kids ready. 
get them focused. It's New Mexico State. Treat them like they're Alabama. Go beat them. Get out of there. Let's go home. Yeah, I don't know how else to. I just, yeah. I'm not looking it's, forward to that real trip. It's bad there. It's horrible. Uh, but hey, if they're, I hadn't seen the news. If they're going to Conference USA, yeah, they are. Conference USA is desperate. Oh, they're taking they, anybody. They're looking at who doesn't currently have a, a deal. You're going after FCS goals. And Liberty. So, <laughs> uh, they, well, Liberty's not FCS. Oh, no, I'm saying but Liberty's in, independent, yeah. But, yeah, some places that have have been wandering around in the independent wilderness for years suddenly have an inviting invitation. <laughs> yeah. Come play for us. Hey, a couple of texts agree with you, Eric, in regards of uh, Brent Guy. And I like these texts. 0945, Turbin and Wagner are Guy recruits. All the handrails in the end zone complex is recycled milk pipeline from Gosner Food Plant. No way. Wow. All the handrails in the end zone complex is recycled milk pipeline from Gosner Foods Plant. That's cool. I, 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 so I know they went and they got real creative in how to get the supplies and stuff that to, to put inside that building and to build that building. Because hmm. the budget wasn't very big. But Randy Spetman was like, we're going to do this. We're going to find a way to do this. That guy deserves so much credit for the success USU enjoys today for what the, what that guy did literally with his own hands. Nine, Pretty nine, impressive. 9936, nine, I agree with Eric. Bobby Wagner and Robert Turbin were recruited by Brent Guy, both future Aggie Hall of Famers and future Pro Football Hall of Famer Wagner. Hey, can I ask you, and I want to ask our listeners too, please answer. Um, especially to 0945 and 9936, if you'll chime in on this. I have a question for you all. Bobby Wagner, future Hall of Famer. Robert Turman, future Aggie Hall of Famer, along with Bobby Wagner, of course. Eric, are we still saying the same thing if Brent Guy coaches them through their four years? I don't think so. So that's where the credit to Gary comes through then. Yes, because Bobby Wagner was a great was player, maximizing the talent under Gary, but he wouldn't have been a great player under Brent Guy. Are they? Do you know what bums me out? Then, if he's that good of a recruiter, how many players lost their careers in college football because of a bad head football coach? Riley Nelson chose to flip. Yeah, and go to I BYU think there was some BYU tampering. If I mean, oh, a conspiracy theory tells me that they were BYU had their hands in the cookie jar way too much. Yes, they had advantages illegally. that Brent Guy did not have illegally. Yep, absolutely, I would agree. So yeah, that's my question. Like, does, does Bobby but Wagner? Still, if if Riley feels like he's coming back to a good situation that's going somewhere, then he's like, yeah, he'll 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 keep BYU at arm's length. But Utah State wasn't going anywhere; they kept trending in the wrong direction. Um, nine nine three six. Correct, RJ. GA coached him up. Makes sense. That's that's where that's where Gary's credit then comes into is that he knew how to coach football players. Do you think right, he, he turned, you take guys that were recruited for one position and they need to look at them and have them do things like you know what we really need you not as a running back we need you as a corner in a secondary, and then the guy blossoms in that position and even gets a shot at the NFL. I mean, that's just the things that Gary Anderson was able to do in his first stint here. You know, it's interesting. Would you say then that that Coach Gary Anderson um, 
made Bobby Wagner Bobby Wagner? Like, was that Coach Gary Anderson then? Was there a little bit of talent in there, or do you, you know, think it- Bobby Wagner had drive, and he was determined? But Gary gave him tools necessary to understand where to focus it. Do you think and harness it? Do you think Leon Jackson would have been great underneath Gary Anderson, but he was overshadowed by horrible coaching? Uh, Leon Jackson was a lot like DeAndre Burrell. Okay. And that's not a compliment, by the way. No, I mean, I just think it's kind of similar. A dual threat quarterback. He was talented. I mean, he could also punt. But, yeah, he wasn't given a lot of tools. Interesting. Because Brent Guy had a very specific way he wanted to run things, regardless of what the talent in front of him dictated. And that was his downfall. I want to run power run game, but I don't have the right offensive line and I don't have the right running back. But, gosh darn it, we're still going to try it. It just didn't work. That's crazy. I didn't know. I, I honestly didn't know until 9936 and 0945 said that, that guy recruits were Turbin Wagner. I thought that was Gary. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. <Yep. laughs> the guy could recruit, he just couldn't coach. That's unreal. 9315, I'm real surprised that Audrey didn't start the show with the sports story over the weekend about the pull assassin where he loves the word naughty. Ooh, I like this story. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to read that. That's that's a wait. I saw a little bit that about true? that. Wait, I want to I know about the pull assassin and who's being naughty. Uh, there was uh, an assistant coach or a coordinator. Okay. Because it said Texas. Okay. Like, left his wife t- because he wanted to go be with uh, uh, an exotic dancer. Okay whose name was Pole Assassin. <laughs> nice. And this exotic dancer had a monkey who would perform with her. What? And this monkey, like, bit somebody on Halloween. No way. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what we need to have is, like, a non-sports report or something like that. Like, once a day, we come, we find the craziest stories to report on that are non-sports related. Oh, man. We would have so much fun. Oh, that would... Because I would love to report about... I'm going to study the pole assassin. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a good idea. Why is the Mountain West... And he continues, why is the Mountain West Conference giving New Mexico State so much love? Will that end up... Will that end with them going to a conference? Well, New Mexico State's going to Conference USA, so they're they're set for now. Mountain West is giving New Mexico State a lot of love. Yeah. I mean, Hawaii played them twice. Uh, a lot of State's Mountain going West, in there in the middle of conference play, yeah. A lot of Mountain West schools have played them... Uh, let's see, they have already f- had San Diego State, New Mexico, Hawaii twice, San Jose, and Nevada. I mean, they're playing a Mountain West schedule. They play USU this weekend. Then they finish at Alabama, <clears throat> at Kentucky, and then versus Massachusetts. Dude, that is brutal. It's just not right. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why the Mountain West threw them a lifeline like they have, but... I, but, you know, I'm kind of glad we did because I feel bad for him. After reading that article, I just feel bad. Like, the coach is like, I can't go recruit. I'm on the final year of my contract. I'm not giving an extension. What do you want me to say, kids? Hey, you should come to New Mexico State where we have swamp cores that are broken, a palm tree that's growing in the middle of the stadium, and you'll have a new coach next year who I have no idea who it's going to be. So does New Mexico State get, like, a, a non-conference, like, paycheck? Oh, yeah. When they make, play all these games in the Mountain West, or the Mountain West said, you, we'll help you fill your schedule, but yeah. we're not going to pay you a cut of the gate. I don't know. Alabama's got to be giving them something slick. 
so does Kentucky. Oh yeah. Oh, and you know what? They're probably fine by it. They're like, it's it's a bye week for us. It's a win. We'll go there. We'll play our third, fourth string guys. Beat you by thirty. We'll give you some money for it. And in New Mexico State, you're taking that money in a heartbeat. That's funding your whole athletic department. And they don't have a buyout fee because they're not in a conference, right? Or isn't New Mexico State in the uh, part of the UVU conference? Um, Are you talking basketball? Well, both. Like football, they don't have football. They're independent. But basketball, basketball, they're in the whack, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, So other independent teams, Liberty. You say they're going to go to Conference USA. Yep. So they're seven and two. Uh, UMass, New Mexico State, and UConn are the others that. uh, I mean, BYU's headed somewhere. Notre Dame's not going anywhere. Army probably going to stay independent. So, but I can't imagine Conference USA isn't trying to make a a play to get Army to join them either. Army, this, UMass, and UConn, though those are very geographically out of where normal Conference USA is. But look, that whole conference is decimated. If you're La Tech, you're still looking to get out, right? Oh yeah, <clears throat> UTEP, La Tech. You're trying to find a new home. And I think UTEP has a better chance of being in the Mount West Conference than Law Tech does, based on regional situation. Would you rather go all the way to Law Tech, or would you rather just go to UTEP? I'm sad we didn't get UTSA, man. That would have been all right. Yeah. Yeah, UTSA and North Texas um, would have been <coughs> good targets. Why are people saying, like, why are people bagging on, on the AAC for that? They're like, oh, well, you lost Cincinnati and Houston, and this is what you come up with? I'm like, it's not a bad draw. Well, I mean, UTSA <clears throat> is, they're a top 25 team. They're number 16 in the latest rankings. But that's definitely an up-and-coming team. That's not normal. But, uh, yeah, they're in the top 25. They're making significant uh, financial commitments to their coach and their facilities. I think those are big criteria. That's a big media market. I, just, I think it's a better draw than what they could have got. And I don't know if they should be getting bashed for it. Well, they don't replace Houston. They don't replace. Yeah, Cincinnati. but I mean, I mean, that's like that's like. <laughs> come on, are you gonna be picky here? Like that's like saying the Big Twelve adds in. Uh, BYU and and Houston and like well they don't replace Texas and Oklahoma of course not you're just you're just doing you're you're dealing with trying what to find the, the next best you. option yeah and that's what their next best option was and it's honestly not a bad option but being left in the dust if I might say is the Mount West Conference like they're kind of just holding still so are we content is that what we're kind of feeling here we're okay I- where we're at and happy do ya. I mean, I still keep hearing this Gonzaga thing, and I don't know if I buy it, but. Well, according to John Hartwell, he doesn't seem bashful about blurting it out. Nope. Nope. But it, the Mountain West may be content to stay pat with football, but may have other ideas for basketball. I'd love to get Gonzaga here. If that if that happens, my goodness, let's, let's roll. Because I think St. Mary's would follow him. I think St. Mary's would say, it's competitive over there. Your net ranking improves by a lot. It's not a bad not a bad gig. Good conference teams, regionally good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. With BYU gone and Gonzaga gone, St. Mary's, yeah, they could say it's we're we're going to be the king of this conference, but it's no not much better than the Big West. No, if even that, the Big West yeah, may even be say, more competitive. Yeah. All right, quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, love to continue to get your thoughts uh, about some of this conference realignment going on. Utah State and New Mexico State facing each other uh, later on this weekend. We'll get into more opposition research tomorrow. Uh, but still, some crazy stories about what's going on in Las Cruces. Nuts. Uh, Utah Jazz are in action tonight against the Sacramento Kings. We'll preview what's going on with Utah Jazz as well. Coming up on the Full Court Press. In this competitive job market, TTM Technologies is proud to be leading the way by increasing their starting wages to $17 to $20.90 per hour, depending on position and shift. Plus, a $2,000 retention bonus after 180 days of employment. That's right, a $2,000 bonus. TTM Technologies is searching for career-minded candidates to fill multiple positions for day, swing, overnight, and weekend shifts. Open positions include controller, wastewater treatment engineer, director of maintenance, production associates, machine operators, maintenance technicians, and cam operators. Go to careers.ttmtech.com to learn more about our open positions. Employees of TTM Technologies enjoy incredible health benefits and cash incentives. In just your first year of employment, you're eligible for three weeks paid time off. After six months of employment, you are eligible for tuition reimbursement for full and part-time employees. You are also eligible immediately for health insurance, 401k, paid life and short-term disability insurance, plus quarterly and annual bonuses, and much more. Go to careers.ttmtech.com to apply. TTM Technologies is an equal opportunity employer. Jim Bridger here. Of course, I've got skis and boots. The best leather boots and Aspen skis a pelt can buy. Don't ski on old equipment. Al Sporting Goods has new ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now and bring them back in May. Youth ski or snowboard rental, only $89. Adult ski or snowboard rentals, only $109. And right now, with every season ski rental, receive a free pass to Cherry Peak Resort. Don't wait. $89 and $109 ski season rental prices end soon. New ski equipment at Al's. Yeah, I heard you. I'm old, not stupid. I'm on my way. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Nothing changed. I just had to do like things more quick. I can say that, but nothing has changed. I just want to do my thing and, and be prepared for tomorrow. That was Luis Garcia. Just doing my thing. You're such an Astros fan. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I've. I had a really hard time watching these World Series because I don't like either team. I think the Astros is a team full of proven cheaters who had no penalty for what they did. And I grew up not uh, not liking the Braves. 
But the you're, rooting, but you're the, rooting for the Astros. For the Cubs. But you're rooting for the Cheaters. Or the Braves. And Good I for you. The Cubs. I hope you're happy. We'll get into more of that next hour. God, makes me sick. 9315. Could St. Mary's and Gonzaga start a football team if any of them came to the Mountain West Conference? I think Gonzaga had a football team before. Uh, might have been a long time ago then. I don't I don't know. Uh, could they start a football <laughs> team? Conceivably, sure. Realistically, absolutely not. The Mountain West would not be interested in someone just trying to start a football team from scratch. The Mountain West has made it clear they're not interested in FCS programs moving up. They want proven products. People who have a history of playing football at this level. So, no more talk about North Dakota, North Dakota State, Montana, none of that stuff. Um, hey, uh, did you did you see this highlight of Russell Westbrook um Shooting a shooting uh, off the side of the backboard, <laughs> and here did you hear the announcer's call? No, no, you haven't heard it. Uh, uh-uh. um, do you have your Twitter open? Yeah, go to my. I think it's on my Twitter account. I think I liked it. Um, so you know, I think you have to go to my likes on my Twitter, but <laughs> it is one of the funniest. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you have to go. To it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and click on the audio. This? this was uh, a, a couple f- days ago. Yeah, it was a few days ago. I don't know how I missed it until now, but I found it. Well, it popped up on my feed, and I was like, "This is great." Scroll through all your Aggie stuff. No, sorry. Uh, you have to go to my likes at the top of the page. To so go to the top where it says, tweets. "Oh, I have to go to your Twitter." Yeah, go to my Twitter, my tweeter. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm on. Probably on your own Twitter account, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm using a, something else. That oh, my gosh. Multiple accounts on Twitter, and I oh, can't. Oh, my heck. You're doing that? Can't see it the same. Gal. All right. Well, I'll just probably have to retweet this. So, Actually, no. I can share it with you, huh? I'll share it with you. Now, this isn't fascinating radio. Is this it? is really good. So, Russell Westbrook is shooting a jumper, <laughs> and he, he misses quite badly. And when I say quite badly, like, we're talking the top of the backboard. <laughs> the Lakers announcers just, <laughs> they lose it. <laughs> did you share it with me? Uh, or did you retweet it? Oh, wait. There we go. Send direct via message. <laughs> Eric. There we go. Oh, Eric, watch this. All right. Direct message sent. Bling, bling. There it is. Okay. Here we go. We're all experiencing this together. I have no idea if the FCC is going to get mad at us or what's going to happen. It wouldn't be the first time. It's all right. Westbrook for the mid Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) Air bank. (laughs) Air bank. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's like high on the side of the backboard. (laughs) I just can't stop watching it last night. Like, I just loved. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so the Utah Jazz, they take on the Sacramento Kings tonight. I love how he raises his hands up like, my bad. <laughs> my runs bad. away. Uh, Kings, look, this is a scrappy Kings team. They played the Jazz really tough in Sacramento. Uh, they're 3-3 three and three on the year. Um, 
they they've got some good defensive players. Davian Mitchell gave Donovan Mitchell fits. Uh, this could be a really sneaky good game. Jazz are five and one. Kings are three and three. But like I said, this could be this could be really entertaining. Um, Do the Jazz like really try to send a message saying you don't belong on the same court with us, or is this Kings team just kind of have their number? Well, let's just make something clear. Every, every time the Jazz and the Kings play, there's something funky that happens. Whether it's a call that goes the Jazz way, a goaltend, um, just something always weird happens when the Kings and the Jazz play, and especially when it's in Sacramento. I don't think this is a runaway by any means. I think the Kings give him a game. Uh, I don't know if the Kings win it, but I think it's a lot closer than people are saying. Jazz currently favored by nine. Yeah, I mean, that's not the first time they've been favored highly in a game against the Kings and then had it go into overtime <laughs> and win by two or whatever. Uh, it's true. Um, kind of a quiet night in the NBA. Uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? The, the the TNT, the earlier TNT game, could be fun. The Heat and the Mavericks, that tips off at 530. Um, Heat are playing really good. Out of their minds. 5-1 right and one already to start yes. the season. Mavericks are 4-2. and two. Uh, undefeated at home. This game is in Dallas. Miami's favored by two and a half. You're right. There is bad basketball. Like three and four Milwaukee versus one and five Detroit. One and six New Orleans versus two and three Phoenix. And one and five Houston at the four and three Lakers. Milwaukee's only favored by four and a half. I mean, they have lost like three in a row. Yeah. That, that doesn't help or not. No. Not in the least bit. By the way, the NBA power rankings still have the Jazz on top. Says Utah was the last the league's last undefeated team before losing to the Bulls on Saturday night, uh, when point guard Mike Conley Jr. rested as a precaution on the front end of a back-to-back. Jazz five and one record is the franchise's best start since 0809. Rudy Gobert became the first player in NBA history to record at least 16 and 14 in each of the first five games of the season. So they like him so far. Uh, Miami Heat's number two. They jumped up four spots. Brooklyn Nets are four and three, and they're at number three on this thing. What do you? Who, who, who's that dude? That's Cole. That's Cole Norton. Oh yeah, he was the guy who did the filming or whatever at yeah, our game. He's our video guy. Man, all right. Looks like one of those creepy kids you find in a horror movie. Uh, let's see, Golden State's at five <laughs> he's and one. A good kid. I didn't say he was a bad kid. He's not creepy. Well, just I mean, well, just the, like the face. It looks like one of those. Because ch- he's wholesome. No, because he looks like one of those Chucky dolls. No, he doesn't look like a Chucky doll. <laughs> the New York Knicks are dude. The New York Knicks are seven on the list, and they're five and one. The Brooklyn Nets are four and three, and they're three on this list. Explain this to me. Yeah, I know it's star power. Yeah. Uh, look, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, We know there's been a lot of drama oh, leading dude. up to the season. Um, it hasn't really gotten much better as the season has gotten on. Uh, ben Simmons, look, he met with the team, explained he's got some mental health that he's trying to figure out and be mentally ready to return to basketball. And so they're like, okay, all right, we get that. We want to be you know, sensitive to that. Let's uh, let's help you get mentally ready in the right headspace because you need to be to compete at a very high level. And so the Philadelphia 76ers aren't fining him for missing practices or missing games, but they're like, okay, we've got, uh, we've, we've got resources for you. Uh, we've got people who can help you. But he's refusing to accept any assistance 
from the Philadelphia 76ers to address his mental readiness. Is he playing games with them? Tell me. I mean, is he playing games with these is. guys? I think this guy doesn't want to be there and keeps finding a different way to needle his way around having to, A, pay money for not being there, and B, continue to avoid having to be there to play yeah, games and be with agree. this franchise. I'd agree. He's worked with team doctors for his back ailment, but he's been unwilling to meet with doctors to talk about his mental readiness. So, look, mental health is important, and to understand it and address it is critical, but I also fear that it becomes now an easy out for some people and to use that as an excuse instead of, a real thing. Yeah. And I really worry that situations like this really dampen opportunities for other players sure. or coaches to seek the help they need because now they're going to say, this guy doesn't need any help. He doesn't want any help. He's just using that as a dumb excuse. Now, anytime anybody else says that, do we, can we really take them for their word? I really worry about that. Yeah, I... Uh, um. Because you don't want to question Ben Simmons, but at the same time, the way he's acting tells me he's just trying to find ways to get out of playing basketball for Philadelphia. Like, all the signs tells me he's just trying to get out of playing in Philadelphia. You need accountability. Exactly. And there is no accountability. And that's on the Philadelphia, too, by the way. Well, he's telling Philly that he is working with mental health professionals through the National Basketball Players Association since the summer. But he hasn't provided any details of those meetings. So there's, they don't even have any evidence that he's doing anything to address his mental readiness. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, man. It's crazy. Crazy. Uh, man, if I'm, if I'm the ownership of Philadelphia, I'm just sick. Because how do you trade this guy and get the value that you believe you deserve in return? No one's going to give you that now. One five three four Simmons is the biggest fraud in NBA history. Who's a oh, bigger boy, fraud in the, up there? Who's a bigger fraud in the business? Zion Williamson or Ben Simmons? Because Zion is definitely Ooh. trending very quickly in that direction, like non-runaway train stop. This guy is. It just can't stay healthy. And now he, I mean, he's not playing games and he's taking his sweet time coming back. This is an issue, man. I would probably lean more towards Simmons because I think it's more intentional. Williamson, I, things are in his control. I, I think he could uh, do a lot better about slimming down. Uh, having a better diet plan. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he is too often injured and uh, has not really uh, uh, come close to fitting all the hype no, that's been surrounding not him. not even close. Not even remotely close. Like, there is <laughs> – he's so far off the pace of where he should be right now because he can't stay healthy. Way overhyped for what we actually get out of him. Um, So – Look, for, for tonight, for the Utah Jazz, they've got a home game tonight, then they're back on the road. Uh, they've got a busy November. 
Um, I like how the Jazz are utilizing Butler. Even if it's only for a couple of minutes a game, they're putting him in there with main guys. He doesn't just see minutes in garbage time. I hope this is a new trend with Quinn Snyder. Give guys that are deep a on your bench leash. quality minutes with main rotation guys so they can really learn how good basketball is played. Because we saw times the Jazz had a lot of blowouts last year, and we saw that those third unit guys come in, and it was sloppy basketball. You didn't really know what you had. Because the other teams, they had their, their sloppy guys out there too. So you get film on them. You're telling them to run plays, but does it really tell you anything? I... So I like how he's including Butler a lot more. Does it put pressure in on those guys though for those young guys to go out and perform well where they try to do too much? Does like I mean if you send Jared Butler, he's like, oh, okay, I've got to, I've got to put a ball in the hoop. I, I've got to be able to make a great pass for an assist. Does it try to force them to do too much because they are playing with quality starters or quality main rotation players in front of the head coach? Well, I think it certainly sets the standard. Yeah, it oh, that's for dang sure. That's this is point. the quality of play that if you want to continue to see time, this is how you need to play. I would agree. And maybe it's only two minutes here and there. But until they start to be more reliable, it's not going to grow much. But I, I like seeing those two to three minutes of, of game time from Butler like in the second quarter, in the third quarter, rather than in late couple of minutes after a blowout. Give him quality minutes, quality reps, when the game is still meaningful. And he, you're, he's playing alongside Joe Ingles, Mike Connolly, and Rudy Gobert. That, that makes a lot of difference, I think. So I, I like how Quinn Snyder's kind of turning the page here on how he treats his young players. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, we probably got to take a break. We got to get back to it. Uh, we, hey, college football playoff, the announcement comes up. Who are the top four teams in the college football playoff? And is Cincinnati going to make history tonight to be one of the to be the first G five team to be announced in any of the weeks ever? Could be history, or it could not be. <laughs> we'll discuss that coming up next in the full court press. Used tires only twenty five dollars. Express Auto and Tire is selling every size, every name brand, and every snow tire for only twenty five dollars. Looking for something a bit newer? Express Auto and Tire can save you hundreds on new name brand tires. Expect the same name brands, only hundreds less. $25 used tires or new tires saving you hundreds. Stop at Express Auto and Tire for every option on every tire. Visit Express Auto at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Everyone knows us as an engagement ring store, but not everyone knows about everything else we do. Custom design, our in-house laser jewelry repair. We offer fashion jewelry, charm bracelets, necklaces, earrings, birthstone jewelry, watches. We love people to just look and make a wish list. Stop in and say hi. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. 
Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. People come to me all the time and say, wow, Cash Valley Bank is growing. We are growing and providing banking services to many communities in Utah and particularly here in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank is actively involved in our communities with local people who can make decisions quickly and professionally. We're a community bank and Cash Valley is important to us. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here in the Full Court Press. College football playoff. Really quick, we got just a few texts that came through. We got to get to these. Oh, yeah. 2947 text into the show. Uh, you're both 100% right with Ben Simmons. He's just making excuses up. His sense of entitlement and blatant disregard for others is astonishing. If I'm a 76ers fan, his jersey is in the trash, and any NBA team that does trade for him is likely making a huge mistake. So glad Utah's asked someone with a humble attitude in Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, we... We struck gold with that one, didn't yes. we? Holy smokes. The true rookie of the year. Six, seven, eight, nine. Jazz can't afford the lack of depth from last year. The season is 82 games. The Jazz have nothing but time to develop Butler. Quinn has been so stingy about this. I would agree. I think they've addressed a lot of the depth issues that plagued them last year. And we don't even we haven't even seen Rudy Gay dress yet. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the crazy part. Hey, do we know when he's coming back yet? Uh, I don't. They haven't said a whole lot on him, have no. they? I uh, think they're just letting him take his yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. with as the start they that they've had. Yeah. Just make sure you're you're really good to go. <laughs> 9315, can Audrey tell us about how the call went with USU Women's Basketball? Excited to hear what his call signals in the mic was. Um, So, my color analyst, AJ Knight, was great. I was not great. I was okay, not good. Um... Uh, <laughs> I first of all showed up to the pregame interview late because I went to the wrong door. Uh, so I missed <laughs> Kayla by like seven minutes, and she she just sat there waiting for me. Poor gal. I, I feel bad for Coach Hard. Uh, AJ Knight was wonderful. He was talented. He was great. I Dude, I got to get some of the names down. And that was what was rough for me. Like I was studying all these players, and then some of them were out. And so I was like, oh, so now I need to study these players and learn their – and I just – yeah. Uh, so on a scale of 1 to 10, probably 2.5 on my part. If you include AJ in that scale, it goes up to about a six, maybe a seven. Um, but uh, we got a lot more basketball to go through, so hopefully I'll be better. We'll see. 
a double header for both the men and the women next yeah, next, Tuesday. Next Tuesday, yeah, five and seven thirty. Yeah, should be should be fun. Looking forward to So the men play UC Davis. Who do the women open up with? Uh Westminster. Okay. Is it Westminster or Westminster? Uh, I always know it as Westminster. Okay, let's go with that. Westminster is uh, playing the USU women's team at 5 o'clock. They're both inside the spectrum. So, yeah, should be fun. Uh, so does with you guys. ticket get you into both? I, I believe – I think they're doing some kind of a deal like that. Yeah, so while you're driving over to, you know, uh, the women's game or whatever, or while you're watching the women's game or, you know, cheering loudly, don't forget to turn on your uh, app or whatever after the game and listen to pregame with Al and – is it Russell? You and Russell, or is it Al and for basketball? Yeah, uh, pregame it's uh, Al Lewis and Jalen Moore. Oh, that's right. So, oh, Jalen Moore has such great insight. It's yeah, awesome having him on there. Uh, and then after the game, Jalen provides some of his insight as to what happened, and then uh, John Russell's on there with Al, taking your phone calls and, and discussing the game. Yeah, Al, John doesn't measure up to what Jalen is. Obviously, that's a pretty <laughs> well, that's a pretty big drop off. Literally, literally. Okay, calm down. Even if he tried to match his hair. Oh, what is your problem, dude? Now you're just now you're throwing pot shots at the guy. (laughs) He's not even here. All right, we gotta take another break. Coming back, we will talk college football playoff rankings. Where do our top four sit? The holidays bring family, friends, and parties and more. How important is it to you to know that your house is sparkling clean this holiday season? Trust ChemDry of Northern Utah's hot carbonating extraction process to ensure your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family gatherings this season. From carpets to hardwood floors to furniture and even granite countertops for baking. This is Daryl with Northern Utah ChemDry. Call us for some amazing holiday deals and happy Thanksgiving. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. This is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit, in the past, we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Hooray for Lewiston! You're finally sleeping better, Lewiston! We thought that you were all insomniacs, now we can relax. Good job, Lewiston. I gotta tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden. My mattress by the new Walmart. Building, remodeling, Daryl's has the wall oven for you. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have a great selection of single and double Whirlpool wall ovens in stock right now. Whirlpool wall ovens help you manage mealtime for the whole family. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. College football playoff rankings, the first of the season, will be coming out tonight. Um, How will it turn out? Now, the AP and the coaches have the top four exactly the same. Will it mirror what we see tonight with the college football playoff? As we know, the top four are the most important because those are the ones who actually play in the playoffs. But um, right now... AP and coaches have Georgia number one, Cincinnati number two, 
Alabama 3, Oklahoma 4. Will it be like that with the CFP tonight? <sighs> I don't think it will. I don't see it happening. Um, Can we agree Georgia will be number one? Yes. I don't think there's any question there. There shouldn't be any question. Shouldn't be any question there. Shouldn't be. Uh, I think Alabama's number two. Based on the fact they're an SEC football team and their schedule, I think Alabama jumps to number two. I actually agree with you. They have defeated, what is it, three top 25 teams so far already? Yeah. Uh, and by massive Miami, margins, too. Florida, Ole Miss. Those were all top 25 teams when they faced them. I, I'm with you. I think Alabama's number two. Who's number three? Yeah, this is where it gets tricky. I'm going to say Oklahoma. I'm going to say Cincinnati. They both only have one top 25 win on their resume, but Cincinnati's was against a top 10 Notre Dame. Wasn't it on the road or was that at home? Um, where was that game played? That was at Notre Dame. Yeah, that is impressive, isn't it? So I think that, that Cincinnati deserves to be ahead of Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm going to say Oklahoma, uh, based on some of their credential wins. I know you talk about the one-ranked win, but I think Cincinnati is at four. I think Cincinnati's at four, and I think, oh, uh, I don't like I don't like Ohio State at five. I think Michigan State is at five after their win over Michigan. I think that that gives them that extra nudge over Ohio State to be the, in the in the top five spot. I agree with you. They're undefeated. They had that big win against Michigan. That puts them just on the outside looking in. Um, so I think we're close. We just have Cincinnati and Oklahoma swapped, and then Michigan State number five. Does any Mountain West Conference team make the uh, the initial top twenty five? Fresno State currently in the AP poll, but not in the coaches. I don't think any team does. No, not yet. And and, and the tough part is is if not yet, then when? Because the Mountain that part of the division. He's going to start beating up on each other here in the final few weeks. So I don't know if they ever get to get in. Fresno State is ranked. Fresno State and San Diego State just on the outside. Um, and uh, Fresno State beat San Diego State. So they're, you know, that, that game is done. But there's still opportunity, I think, for San Diego State to get back into it. Or Fresno to hang on and climb the poles too. Which, frankly, can make it tough for Utah State to be in a position to host the conference championship game. If they're in the top 25 of the college football playoff poll and if they have similar records, the uh, West Division will be hosting. Oh, yeah, I guess that would be the case, huh? We need them to beat up each other a little bit more then, huh? But that's used as a tiebreaker, right? If yeah. both of them have the same conference record, that's the tiebreaker. Who has the, who, which team is ranked higher in the co- uh, college football playoff poll? Hey, really quickly, just a couple quick texts, and we got to get out of here. Uh, 9092, players from the bench are still good players. They had to be good to make it to the NBA. I agree that quality time makes quality players, but as a coach, would you worry about the lack of depth issues to play strong at the end of your season or setting up your team for the finals? It's an issue Quinn Snyder is going to have to figure out this year. 2947, wanted to say you guys do a great show, and this text feature is awesome. I enjoy your takes and opinions. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. 
Hey, just want to remind you as we we're heading out, uh, Dan Patrick above the noise is coming up next, and it's sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. You can always find the best prices on the best parts at your locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. Get stuff like LED garage tri-light bulbs for $19.99. Stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag for only 8 bucks. Find these deals and a whole lot more at Napa Auto Parts. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. They say that a win is a win in the NFL. It doesn't matter if it's pretty or not. At least that's what the Kansas City Chiefs fans are probably saying today after a three-point win over the Giants last night. Because it was ugly. It's been that way for a while. Kansas City had 12 penalties, turned the ball over twice. They had drops, mental mistakes. Patrick Mahomes did a little better job of checking down, taking what the defense was going to give him. Still missed guys, looked uncomfortable. Defense held New York to 17 points, but this is the injury-riddled Giants offense. The Chiefs improved to 500. They have time to fix all these problems. We're not used to seeing them struggle like this. And keep in mind, that schedule is extremely tough. They face the Packers next week, and the way they played against New York last night won't be good enough to beat the better teams in the NFL. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. They come from every corner of the globe, ready for greatness, ready for honor, ready to win it all. The Breeders' Cup World Championships, the pinnacle of international horse racing, is just around the corner. On November 5th and 6th, watch as the best thoroughbreds from around the world compete in 14 championship races in pursuit of one title, world champion. Are you ready for it? Visit breederscup.com slash 2021 for more information and catch all the action November 5th and November 6th only on NBC Sports. First dates, second dates, 333rd dates. Whatever the number, when the moment comes, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Being Roman ready means you have the confidence and the control to perform when the moment comes. Go to getroman.com forward slash community and connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. If appropriate, they can prescribe ED treatment to help you be Roman ready. Visit today, and if you prescribe, get 15... Always the best prices on the best parts at your locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. A five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic 530 Motor Oil, $19.99. Heavy-duty Napa 1540 Engine Oil, $12.49 a gallon. A 100-piece screwdriver set, $19.99. Stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, only $8. A Maxi-Track Remote Control Crawler, $49.99. These deals and a whole lot more at any of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com. We what you need to know. Kick things off in the National Football League. No deals being done for Deshaun Watson. Meanwhile, some bad news out of Las Vegas. A woman was killed today. Vegas Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III is in some massive trouble after a car crash this morning. Left the woman dead just at the age of 23. Ruggs and his female passenger were left injured. 
According to Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, Ruggs was driving a Chevrolet Corvette at around 3.40 in the morning when it crashed into the rear of a Toyota RAV4 on a busy thoroughway for a residential area that was several miles away from the Las Vegas Strip. Struck a woman, caught fire. The woman died several moments after that. Rams have waived wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Jalen Smith's run with the Green Bay Packers was short-lived. Team released him today. Game six of the World Series is tonight, 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern. Max Fried versus Luis Garcia in that pitching matchup. I'm David Gascon. It's the full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric Franson, R.J. Salveson, and uh, keep rolling here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in wherever, however you may be tuning in and listening whether it's on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, or streaming us online, 106.9thefan.com, or maybe even if you're listening to our podcast after the fact and uh, subscribe to the Full Court Press, wherever you find podcasts, at least the major outlets, you'll find our shows there. So thanks for coming along and being with us as we continue on and more focus on the, the NFL and Major League Baseball and you know, the World Series Game six tonight in Houston. Series shifts back there. Can Atlanta take care of business, or does this, the momentum shift with uh, coming back to Houston after they won and staved off wanna, elimination? I don't want to talk about it. I really don't, dude. I'm going to be an emotional wreck tonight. Why not? I might go, be talking about I might it. be taking a bath with a toaster plugged in tonight if things go south, buddy. And you know what the worst part is? Is that Max Freed is pitching. The guy who has like a 10 ERA. Because he pitched, like, he gave up like five runs in, in a short outing against Houston already. Yeah, but he's rested. Please. Oh, dude. <laughs> Great. I'd rather have a fatigued on one day rest Charlie Morton. I'd on rather one have leg? Broke, I'd rather have one leg one Charlie leg? Morton. Pitching versus the Astros and Max Freed on six days rest. If I had an option here, I'm I'm scared to death, Eric. We we had to get that game in Atlanta. We really needed it, and we were up four nothing. And then Atlanta just the I mean, Snicker made just doing, horrible decisions. They just, they've been doing a bullpen series for the last couple of games. Who they're giving their starters a, a rest. They're giving them a. They're preparing for game, being able to take care of business in six and seven. Yeah, but no. Here's the problem, though. Now your bullpen's milked. They got no pitching left. Like uh, Minter two days ago went what two innings, I believe. Uh, Smiley went in there and s- turned that Smiley upside down. <laughs> Pitched like crap. We we are running on fumes. They call it the night shift. Right, the uh, bullpen coming in, we are on pure fumes at this point, and you gotta hope Max Fried goes at least four or five tonight. If not, we're going to a game seven. Do they have to totally sell out tonight to try to get it? Because if it goes to seven, 
Based on what you've said with the bullpen and yeah. some of the other issues. And yeah, it's, it's a good point. An elimination game, it's in in Houston. You, and that's and that's the biggest worry for me is that it's an elimination game in Houston. And you're already, if you lose game, like, and it's almost like what with the Jazz two years ago in the bubble when they were up 3-1, lost game six, and I think everybody and their dog knew Denver was winning game seven. Like it, to to come they back from three one, momentum. they had just I mean they were cooking. Yeah. Like Jamal Murray was on a different level. Jokic was had confidence. Mike Malone was out coaching Snyder. Feel like he had figured him out. And I, and actually probably the same thing with the Clippers. I mean, weren't we up two zero in that series last year? Eric, was it two zero or three one? We were up. Uh, they were up. I know they were up two zero. I think it was two zero, and then we. And then the Jazz lost the next three. Yeah, I think that series. Yeah, because seven. they won four straight. Yeah. Until and, and, that, and that's, that's what right. happens for the Braves. You give up game like it's one thing to lose game five at home. Okay, you know it's it's not the gentleman's sweep, but you lose game six and allow the Astros to play game seven against the Braves. I don't know. And I was talking to an Astros diehard fan the other night, and they said, "Look." Astros have no pitching either. Now, Dusty Baker feels like his bullpen's well-rested, and they've got this guy and this guy and this guy they could use. Um, they're going to, uh, is it Garcia on short rest? I can't remember who they're going to tonight on short rest. Uh, it's Garcia. Is it Garcia? Yep. And so, but, he, but he's doing it because he feels like his bullpen's rested after really not, I mean, I wouldn't say cakewalking, but didn't he feel like he didn't have to use his bullpen as much in game five. Scared to death about this one. Lose it, and you're probably losing the series in Game 7. Uh, you, let's hear from Max Fried, actually. Oh, great. He uh, oh, put the crap in the last game. No, we'll play he better this one. had some media availability earlier today, talking about the game, big game in, uh, in, uh, in Houston later tonight. And uh, here's what he had to say. They're a really good team. They're, they've been here before, and they're they're not going to let up. So you know that you got to bring your A game, and you got to bring it, and um, you know, I'm ready for the challenge. At this time of year, it's about just getting outs. So whatever we can do to get outs is what the plan of attacks can be. Okay, well, it's up to you there, you know, Mister Sunshine Burrito. Don't be throwing a breaking ball down the middle on two O count. Let's start with that. Don't get into two O counts. Let's start with that. Um. Don't let balls uh, get hit really hard in the middle of the gaps. I don't know. Pitch better. That would be <laughs> a start. I'm I'm telling you, man. Why don't we play? I, I wish we were pitching Ian Anderson tonight. I really wish they would have thrown Ian tonight and not save him for Game Seven because we don't. Maybe they use him tonight. Yeah, and yeah, maybe so. Maybe we do use him for uh, a game. By coming out of the bullpen, maybe if but they gotta have the lead, they gotta have the lead. Yeah, but Brian Snitker, uh, he said earlier today he has full confidence in Freed. Oh boy, I hope he did. And says that he's matured, he's ready for the moment. <laughs> he's right where he needs to be in his career. I mean, he's grown so much, he's matured, he's been through this uh, these games before, and I think um, he's really looking forward to this. No, I think it's great. I mean, I always feel good when Max pitches, and uh, you know we're in a good spot right now with Ian and Ian on tap, and and uh, got a lot of confidence in Max, and looking forward to watching go. 
He's ready. They like where they're at. Here's the thing, and Brian Snicker knows his butt's on the line too because he cost him game five. Bad decision-making on his part. He he left in the starter too long, went to Smiley when he didn't need to, um, just in some lineup decisions. I, I don't know. It's on him. Game five losses on him. So Snicker knows his butt's on the line in game six. Yeah, but he said uh, in another clip here, he's he was happy that they split the bullpen games. They're happy with that. They're okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we split it. I mean, that was uh, – <clears throat> knew that was going to be a rough spot. Um, happened to do that. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, we hated losing Charlie, obviously. But, um, you know, we survived the, the two bullpen games. Now, after yesterday, the day off today, I mean, we're in good shape now uh, going forward. Are they in good shape? I feel like he's being – I think he's sugarcoating it. Ian's – I mean, not Ian, excuse me. Uh, Max has got to go five tonight. If he goes under five, bullpen's going to be done for by the seventh inning. <laughs> well, uh, what kind of lead would the Braves need? And at what point of the game do you just – throw everything but the kitchen sink or maybe even great and question. the kitchen sink great question. at Houston to try to lock it down and secure the win great question I'd say you got to have at least a one run lead and you got to be in the seventh or later and when you say throw the kitchen sink I'm meaning Ian Anderson seventh or eighth inning and if you have a one or two run lead you you, you pull him in because then you get Will Smith for an inning if you can if you can not use Will Smith until the ninth, with a lead, you're good. You're almost golden. If you can get Ian to come in and throw seventh and eighth, that takes out a pitcher out of the out of the bullpen that you don't need to use. Huh. And it, but if you lose this game and you use Ian for at least two innings, you are absolutely screwed going into game seven. <laughs> They're toast. We're done. They're toast. We got nobody. Uh, okay, so we, we've presented the, the Braves side. Now let's get the Astros side as we get ready for our game six tonight. And, again, that starts um, a little bit after six on Fox uh, later on this evening. Uh, Luis Garcia, he's on the mound for the Astros, and he's feeling pretty confident. I've been feeling since the position started. Like, when it started, I was kind of nervous, but now I, I have uh, confidence on myself and what I can do, and I feel better. Just gonna try to make out and, and, and I don't know, like do my best. I'm pretty sure he said make outs, not just make out. Yeah, like when I was listening to that, I was like, uh, sir, <laughs> this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Want to make out? No, make outs. <laughs> uh, but you know, Dusty Baker also weighing in. Uh, look, the the thing about the Astros is they come at you in waves and they keep coming at you and they swap out different guys and they're, they still have confidence to still attack and, and uh, play well. And he gives a lot of uh, praise to his bench. These guys make the difference because, you know, like you'll wear your stars out and they can't do it all the time. And you have to have, you know, other guys on your, on your team that you call upon a specialty, especially in a specialty, you know, situation. You know, you got your nickel back in football. It's the same way in in baseball. Your extra guys are the guys that that 
uh, you know, put you over the top. And also just about being back home in Houston, shifting the series back in favor of the Astros. We just want to get back to the H-Town. You know, we want to go back home. And then now our whole thing is win game game one, which is game six, and then put us in a position to win game seven. So, I mean, that that's the right attitude, right? When you're facing elimination, it's a one-game series. And yeah, it, it is. It's a one-game series the rest of the way, really for both teams. Because if the, I mean, if the Braves lose this game, they're losing Game Seven. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out of it right now. Like if, if they lose Game Six, it's over. If the Astros, of course, lose this Game Six, the season's over. The other thing about it, Eric, is, and it makes me wonder. And I'm looking a little bit ahead here. But have you seen? The list of free agents for this offseason and who it is? No. I've not looked that far. For the ahead. Houston Astros, this could be it. This could be this could be the last of this dynasty or this this great core. Uh Correa is a free agent. And that guy is going to get a lot of money in regards of offers. Yankees Boston, uh, I'm sure Houston will will uh, throw something at him. Um, I'm sure San Diego will try and throw. Dodgers will. There is a lot of money that's coming at Carlos Correa for Houston in the offseason. Another offseason free agent is Freddie Freeman. Mm. He's been there for 11 years. He's been the face of the franchise for the last seven. Finally seen some playoff success. Now in the World Series... If they blow this lead, is that is that enough for a freight Freeman to be like, you know what? I got to go win somewhere else. I can't get it done here. So there's a there's a and, and by the way, uh, Pujols is leaving. Yeah, but they were in the NLCS last year. It's not like this is a terrible franchise. No, but it was. I mean, it was. So I mean, he was drafted in what eleven, I believe. And uh, and he saw the really ugly years of the Braves baseball organization. Now he's seen some success, but is it enough to keep him around? Or does someone like, honestly, the Dodgers could go out and say, hey, look, we're throwing out Albert Pujols. I want you to come in and play first base as a lefty. I mean, that's, yeah. I could see the Dodgers throwing offers at him. I could see the Cardinals throwing an offer at him. I could see the Cubs throwing an offer at him. I, I don't know if he sticks around after 10 years. I don't know if the Cubs are willing to pay for yeah, there's gonna be a lot top of money. level free agents. Max Scherzer's a free agent. Trevor Story's a free agent. This Javi Baez is a free agent. This could be one of the better free agent markets in the offseason we've seen in a long time. It'll be active. But, oh, heavens gracious. But yes. there could also be a, a strike. I mean, it's very possible that the Major League Baseball season does not start on time. Yeah. Because there are, there's a lot of discontent between the players and the owners uh, about contracts and when they're signed and when these deals are done and, and not paying people And we've seen before, properly. Eric, we've seen before the players' union and the owners never figuring it out, being stubborn and just being like, we're not going to do this. We ain't doing it. 
We've seen it, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it again. I'm with you on that. So what's your prediction? I think that Houston gets the game tonight. Um, I just think that they're they, – they never really – I don't know. I never really got the sense that, that Houston was never really out of this series – even when Atlanta won you know, a couple of those games earlier, I just never felt like Houston was out of it. And then, I mean, just I, I really have a hard time rooting for either team. Uh, I've, I've made that very clear, but I have to set that aside and look at what Houston's done. They are never out of this game until that final out, until that very final strikeout. They have more two-out hits than, I swear, anybody that I've ever seen. Uh, they continue to be aggressive and and put pressure on opposing uh, defenses So, um, with how they get guys on base and advance them. So I, I just think that Astros are going to get the game tonight. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of trust in, in Freed, even though he does have some rest. He's got a 10.0, 10.8 ERA. Here in the World Series, it's not great, and it's in their friendly confines. They feel very comfortable. They're swinging the bat very well. So I'm gonna have to go with the Astros. Yeah, I've got the Astros too, and I don't think this game's close. <laughs> like Houston did exactly what it wanted to. They I, Snickers like, oh yeah, we survived the bullpen games and. We, here we are. We, we, we split it. That's exactly what we wanted to do. Dude, you had a chance to clinch game five at your house. And now you got to go back to a raucous Houston Minute Maid Park? Like the Astros did. You feel great about splitting a bullpen game. The Astros are thrilled right now because they're going back for game six. Exactly where they wanted it. Yeah, they're not out. No. No, and they're not scared either. No. I think Max Fried gets blown out. I think he gets hit hard. I think the Astros win this one running away. 8-2 is your final score. Wow. you think? Yeah, I don't think it's close, man. So I was thinking more like a 6-4 game. Yeah. For uh, for Houston. Which, ironically, was the score last game, too. Or was it 7-4, 8-4? I don't even remember. <laughs> you've, you've tried to wipe it from your memory. Oh, it was 9-5. Sorry. <laughs> Screw this. It like, didn't sound right, but it's okay. Yeah, you just and you, I mean you don't want to overthink it if you're snicker. Like play, like manage within the game, manage inning to inning. Don't overthink things. I don't like it though. Uh, in game one, the Braves scored six runs off of twelve hits. Astros had two runs after uh, off of eight hits. Game two, it was the Astros. Having more hits, nine hits, and uh, got seven runs across the plate. It was seven versus two for the Braves. Series even up at one apiece. Game three it was the Braves beating the Astros, shutting them out two nothing. Um, Ian Anderson with the win. Game three, excuse me, game uh, four. Uh, it was the Braves beating the Astros three to two. Both had eight hits. And then on Halloween night, it was the Astros, after being down early, rallied with 12 hits to uh, win the game 9-5. to uh, Braves with eight hits. So, 
what happens tonight? Uh, 6.09 on Fox. We'll find out. I, I think that uh, we'll see a Game 7 tomorrow night. By the way, these have been long games, too. They um, have been long. I mean, they've been Holy really cow. long games. <laughs> like, Ratings are up over last year, but last year was historically low. Like, yeah. really historically low. Yeah. Um. Ratings are up over the last year, but they're still pretty far down the list for uh, World Series ratings. And I'm, I'm not. Surprised. We talked about this before. Yeah. No real big surprise. Yeah, not at all. It's not like a big rematch. It's not major uh, historical teams facing off against each other. Yeah, Houston is a is a one of the biggest media markets, but still. Um, a lot of people still feel like the Astros are that's the cheating team and with a bunch of players who cheated and never saw any repercussions so it's hard to hard to get behind them. And I don't know that there's enough people who know who these this this new look Braves team really is. Yeah, that's to really true. be behind them either. Dude, but you know, if you're a Braves guy, you got to be proud of them. You lost Ozuna cuz of domestic dispute. You lost Ronald Acuña Jr., your best player. And you still found yourself in the World Series. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's incredible. It's and, phenomenal. And, and, and right now I forget that because we're up three games to two trying to win a World Series. And if we blow it, it's going to be incredibly depressing. But you win it, be unforgettable. Being pretty amazing what the Braves did. Okay, so let's, just for kicks and giggles. Oh, man. I got a bad feeling about this, but okay. So the Astros win this in seven. Okay. A few years down the line, will you look back on this this year for the for the Braves and say, you know, that was an amazing year. They were at five hundred, playing five hundred baseball in August or whenever it was this summer, and overcame that, made it to the playoffs, played all the way to the World Series, and they were up three to one. Or will you look back at it and think, man, that was just so frustrating. They were up three to one and they should have closed the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get it done. It's never about where you started or where it's going. It's how you finish. Like when like when an artist is drawing a painting and they're like, you know, just below halfway through, no one looks at it and says, wow, look at that. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> no, because it's not, and it's not finished. It's incomplete. Which is exactly what this is. I don't look back at the Jazz 3-1 or 2-0 series lead last year and think, man, that was a great season. Oh, my gosh, finished with the best record in the league. Really well done by the Jazz. No, I look at it and say they had a 2-0 lead on the Clippers. Without Kawhi Leonard, they still lost games, or Game 5, lost Game 6, four straight games, and the Clippers won. When I look at the New England Patriots in 2007, I don't look at the 17 straight wins. I look at the one loss in the Super Bowl. Still, still eats at me. I look at the Braves' 3-1 series lead again in the NLCS last year. Holy hell, I've had a depressing fan base. <laughs> yeah. Well, which uh, anyways, seems really no, no. kind of petty to me. No, I, it's not like, petty. You've had, you want to be a championship team. Well, for the, 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 you've been following teams that have won championships, but you're focusing on the times that they didn't win. That's because those are the ones that stand out. Like, going 18-1 and one is not cool, Eric. Because you lost the one game that you needed to win. So you just gloss over all those other, what, six, seven other championships? No, I mean, you enjoy those, but like when people are like, hey, how great was 2007? It wasn't. We lost. That could be in this storybook as well. 
Does Atlanta, you talked about Freeman, he's a free agent coming up, but does this team have the tools to yes. be back yes. and do it again? If they keep Freeman. If they can keep Freeman. If they keep Freeman, they're coming back. Yeah, absolutely. They're loaded again next year. This just got to pay the guys. Keep your best players, and hopefully they'll be healthy and ready to go. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see tomorrow what happened. We'll break it down. Give our recaps, reactions. Uh, coming up next hour, we'll get into our recaps and reactions to what happened in week eight in the NFL. Monday Night Football last night kind of wrapped up the weekend. And so started on Thursday with a great game on Thursday. And uh, went through the weekend and just final, uh, finally finished up last night. So we'll recap kind of the standings, where things are. The NFL trade deadline has come and gone. What are any big moves in the NFL We'll see who were the winners and losers for that. And um, just kind of the current standings, how surprised we are with some of the teams where they're at, both good or bad. Plus, we'll get our stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. It's coming up next here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. In this competitive job market, TTM Technologies is proud to be leading the way by increasing their starting wages to $17 to $20.90 per hour depending on position and shift. Plus, a $2,000 retention bonus after 180 days of employment. That's right, a $2,000 bonus. TTM Technologies is searching for career-minded candidates to fill multiple positions for day, swing, overnight, and weekend shifts. Open positions include controller, wastewater treatment engineer, director of maintenance, production associates, machine operators, maintenance technicians, and camp operators. Go to careers.ttmtech.com to learn more about our open positions. Employees of TTM Technologies enjoy incredible health benefits and cash incentives. In just your first year of employment, you're eligible for three weeks paid time off. After six months of employment, you are eligible for tuition reimbursement for full and part-time employees. You are also eligible immediately for health insurance, 401k, paid life and short-term disability insurance, plus quarterly and annual bonuses, and much more. Go to careers.ttmtech.com to apply. TTM Technologies is an equal opportunity employer. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Bald truck tires. Yup, I'm well aware winter is coming. Have you seen my truck? Big truck with really big tires. Big tires come with a big price tag. That's why I'm headed to Express Auto and Tire. Really big tires only cost $25. Yup, really big truck tires, really little price. Only $25 per tire. Express Auto and Tires selling every used tire in stock for only $25. Yes, snow tires. Yes, truck tires. Yes, every tire only $25. Visit Express Auto and Tire at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. It's first and goal on the 10-yard line. Your team is poised to make the play of a lifetime. Your quarterback hands off to the running back who rushes right into a wall. Now the away team says they'll take the wall out of your way, but only after you hand them a suitcase full of cash. That's exactly how ransomware works. In 2020, half of all organizations were victims of a ransomware attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Not sure what to give for a holiday gift? How about a gift card to Beehive Pub and Grill? Receive a free gelato with a $25 gift card purchase or a free burger or sandwich of your choice with a $50 gift card purchase. Your friends will love you even more when they receive their Beehive gift card. Corporate promotions are also available. Open 11 to 9 weekdays and 11 to 10 Friday and Saturday. Beehive Pub and Grill is perfect for the holidays. Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. 
As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. The Elements Restaurant is serving a plated Thanksgiving dinner this year with all the holiday classics. Herb roasted turkey breast with a sage turkey gravy, garlic whipped potatoes, and whipped sweet potatoes. Traditional cornbread stuffing and delicious warm rolls. And for dessert, choose between pumpkin pie, pecan pie, or apple pie galette. Let the Elements serve your family a delicious Thanksgiving feast while you spend the day enjoying family and friends. Primetime fills up quickly. Reserve online today at theelementsrestaurant.com or call 75 75- the Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. What's up, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salveson rolling on here on a Tuesday, Election Day. Did you get your ballot in? Yep, done. Did you vote? Already done. Exercise your civic duty? Yep, already done. Did you do the uh, mail-in thing or did you drop it off? No, I dropped mine off. I don't trust the mail. <laughs> you don't trust the mail? No. <laughs> I've heard too many stories. Uh, I oh. I filled mine out, dropped it off yesterday at the ballot box there by my uh, you know, city offices. So hopefully you've done that too. If you haven't, there is still a little bit of time to do that. You will have to drop it off, but make sure you do it. Make sure you exercise your civic duty. Look, I mean, not to get political here, but local elections, they matter. <laughs> you work for the city, man. As, I don't work for the city. What do you do? What do you like? What do you do with them? I don't. I don't do anything. Yeah, you for do. The city. You go to, like all those council meetings and no, stuff. I don't go to council meetings. Yeah, you do. They wrote me into being a moderator every now, every oh. four years. That's you're, it. You're a politic kind of guy. You're going to be taking over uh, Bill Murray's spot over there in probably in a couple of years. All I'm going to say is that local elections are as important, if not more so, than the national ones. Local, <laughs> but they don't get the headlines like the, the national. That is a ones. depressed Nebraska fan. Hi, buddy. How you doing? Is that why he kind of mopes around all day? <laughs> I think so, man. I don't blame him anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, so before we get into the NFL, recapping the weekend that was, because um, we had some. Really interesting game. Some uh, first-time starters, mm-hmm. some guys who came in in relief mm-hmm. and did a phenomenal job. Uh, other teams that continue to uh, languish and have issues. So, uh, and then, yes, and then the uh, NFL trade deadline was today. The big news happened yesterday with uh, the Rams and Von Miller, but um, what happened today, who moved, who didn't move. So we'll get into that uh, as well. But before we do that, it's the, the 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 segment that we look forward to every Tuesday, the stat that blew our minds, and our player of the week. Which one do you want to start with? Um, how about player? Okay. Yep. We can do player. So I want to highlight Mike White. Mm. Comes in his first start for the Jets. Four hundred and five yards, three touchdowns. In their 34-31 win over the Bengals. I mean, who knew who Mike White was? <laughs> the guy came in and did great. Credits the Bengals. They're not fantastic, but still. In his first start, 
making a big impact. 400 yards and three TDs. That actually is very, very, very impressive. And by the way, I don't think they're even close to being done yet. I think, yeah, that's they've got more in the gear there. That I think they're going to be fine. Hey, my uh, my guy's going to be. You're going to hate this. 29 carries, 266 yards, and five touchdowns from Tyler Algier, mm. BYU. 66-49 win over Virginia. Uh, dude, this Algier, we know how good he is. We saw him run all over us. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, saw it firsthand. Yep. <laughs> 266 yards, though, man, on 29 carries and five touchdowns. Guy's an animal. Absolute animal. And uh, he was great in that win over, over Virginia. Can I have a runner-up? Yes. Or an honorable mention? Sure. Rudy Gobert. Oh, jeez. He was the uh, NBA Western Conference Player of the Week. Uh, the The team went three and one over that span. Sixteen point three points, fifteen point five rebounds, <laughs> two point three blocks. And you give it to Mike White? Yeah. Because it was unexpected. Well, so was Rudy Gobert actually being good at basketball sometimes. <laughs> 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 Rudy's Rudy's taking it to another level. Is he, awesome. is he a legitimate MVP conversation guy right now in your mind? Because I don't know if anybody else stacks up to him. Uh, I think he's certainly making a case as the best center in the NBA. But not the best player. But probably not the best player. Interesting. It's hard. I mean, those... Those go to guys who can create their own shot, take over a game when they need to. Rudy, just, he can't. He's not that guy. He can't do that. But I applaud him for being more aggressive and uh, flexing his will more offensively. But he's going after rebounds a lot more aggressively too. All right, uh, stat that blew your mind, AJ. Okay, so a couple nights ago, uh, Hawks and Wizards went at it, and the Hawks went according to ESPN stats and info. Went twenty nine and twenty nine from the free throw line, and the Wizards went sixteen of sixteen. What? No joke. So what is that math? That's what forty five, or is that yeah? That's forty five. Yeah, forty five th- perfect free throws. Third time in the shot clock era that both teams attempted at least ten free throws and made all of them. Their forty five makes were the most of any of those games. Wow, that's nuts. dude. That's. That's impressive. That's a team effort right there. That's a long game, though, dude. 45 uh, free throws. a lot of trips to the free throw line. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, mine is uh, it, it's focused on a player, but there is a stat here that goes with it, and it's Zach Greinke. I hate that guy. <laughs> he's, he's the first pitcher <laughs> with a hit as a pinch hitter in a World Series since 1923. Uh, his uh, and in that hit, he had an exit velocity. It was only a base hit, but had an exit velocity of one hundred and five point nine miles per hour, and was the hardest hit ball of the game for the Astros. That's amazing from your pitcher. <laughs> Hate that dude. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's my stat. First time since 1923. How do you feel like the uh, the, the Braves do in the uh, American League ballparks with American League rules? Think they do okay? I mean, they're fine. I don't think it's ever been a big deal. I don't know why people make that a big deal. Um, 
I, it's just another ballpark. Instead, you have a DH hitter. It's not a big deal. Honestly, I, 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 think it, I don't know why. I don't know I think why. it negatively affects the American League the other way. Than, yeah, having their pitcher hit. Right. Because that takes away, that almost takes away in a bat from you. Right. Really, it does. And instead, in the American League, you gain in a bat. So, yeah. Okay, the NFL wrapped up week eight last night on Monday night. Um, Kind of a boring game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think he's playing definitely more conservative, not forcing as much, which also makes him less electric or exciting. But he did throw for 275 yards and a touchdown. It was a field goal to win the game, 20-17 to 17 over the lowly Giants. <clears throat> but um, the, there were some pretty exciting games over this weekend. Dude, that Packers-Cardinals game on Thursday last week was phenomenal. Aaron Rodgers getting the win over Murray and the Cardinals giving them their first loss. Both those teams are 7-1 and one on the season. That game, I don't know, there's still a lot of football to be played, but certainly that game will go down as the uh, evidence for why Aaron Rodgers should be in the hunt for another MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His top three receivers were out. Can't wait to get to the NFC title game. <laughs> Just to watch him uh, collapse there. To Brady and the Bucks. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Brady and the Bucks, oh jeez, dude, I mean, they're going up. They just struggle in in uh, New Orleans. They just he always struggles against the Saints for some weird reason, dude. They irk him too. I don't know if I think it's the second year in a row where he's played inside of New Orleans, <laughs> and like he gets picked off, or I mean he gets like a pass batted down, and then he, all of a sudden the mics catch him cussing at one of the defenders. It's kind of funny, actually, to watch. But, yeah, uh, can't figure it out with New Orleans, especially inside the Dome. Good win for the Saints, though. Keeps yeah, them within range of the NFC uh, South. Jameis Winston goes down, but uh, they still are able to hang on. Uh, Taysom Hill, I think, from what I heard, uh, should be available for this upcoming, for the next game. Yep, he should be. Out yep. of concussion protocol. But they were That's able to good, hang man. on. They Great were... defense for them to, to stay in it and, and get yeah. that win against uh, Tampa. How about my Patriots, man? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Dude, big win. Clutch when they needed to be. He still sucks, but it was good enough for the win. 27-24. We're 500 on the season. We have not lost on the road yet. My Patriots haven't. They're 3-0 on the road. That one shocked me. Uh, the Chargers looked great earlier in the year. Maybe they've stumbled a little bit lately. But I thought Herbert, the way he's got things running – uh, that Chargers team looking very solid, but they've uh, they've kind of slipped up a little bit here. But Patriots, I did not see that coming. No. Winning on the road at the Chargers. Hey, no one I didn't see coming. Steelers and Browns. Steelers beating the Browns 15-10. I can't figure out this Pittsburgh team, dude. Like, one day they're Jekyll, the next day they're high. Like, I just, I don't get them. Well, and to do it, in Pittsburgh to do it without their kicker. Yeah. So they had to go for it on fourth. They had to go... And try to make things happen without the option of having a field goal kicker. Isn't that just such an AFC North game, 15-10? to 10? <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's just how it is over there in that division. Uh, give credit to the Titans in oh overtime. Gosh, yeah. uh, no Derrick Henry, but they still find a way to get it done uh, in OT and beating the Colts. Uh, I don't know how much longer that can 
that the Titans will be able to hang on without him. No, nah, dude, they needed him. Hey, but here's the problem. You've been running him ragged for three years. What did you think was going to happen? Mm. No passing game, so you're just running him Fair to, point. to the ground. Hey, does um, anybody stop this Rams team? I mean, they're 7-1. and one. Probably the best. Well, you think about how good the NFC is right now, but Rams are really an underrated 7-1. and one. Thrash the Texans, 38-22. And all those 22 points came in the fourth quarter. In the fourth, yep. After the Rams had called off the dogs. God, that's impressive what the Rams are doing. Just, man, he just needed a change of scenery, and now he's good. Stafford is. I don't – that's unreal. Uh, of course, as we mentioned, the, the Rams made the trade to get Von Miller. Now they have four of the top pass rushers in the NFL on the same team. And you know what? I think Von Miller Two of the top four, finds a second win right, now. But. I think Von Miller finds like a second breath of life. Now he's like, there's no, there's not that much pressure on him. And he's probably going to be able to find a lot of ways to, to find gaps, get holes, and get tackles, sacks. That could be a very good defense. If there's someone who could beat Green Bay and Arizona, I think it's, I think it's L.A. Oh, with, especially now? I mean, oh, yeah, the way they're a huge... Uh, it's a, their pressure defense and getting after opposing quarterbacks, phenomenal. And disrupting right at the, the line of scrimmage, not giving them any time. They've got a great offense that's rolling. Uh, the best quarterback that uh, McVay has had to work with. It's, it's working out really well for for Los Angeles right now. And um, I have to see what what's their schedule upcoming. I, I, th- I was going to ask you when have they played LA and already played and beat them? So. So the Rams, uh, they have Tennessee this week. Um, then they go to the 49ers. Then they go to the Packers. Ooh. They go to Green Bay? On November 28th. That'll be a great, great game Yeah, on I Fox. expect that one to be a dogfight. Uh, let's see, they host. I'm just looking at uh, other future games that'll be interesting. They host. They travel to the Cardinals. So some of their tougher games, they have to travel. They have to travel to San Francisco, who's obviously not quite as what they used to be, but still there's a rivalry there. They have to travel to Green Bay. They have to travel to Phoenix. Um, they get Seattle at their place. Uh, they have to travel to, to Minnesota. They have to travel to Baltimore. So they've got some tough road games still ahead of them. Hmm. I don't know if they'll be able to keep up that uh, That's an exhausting total schedule. pace that they've set so far, but wow, good season so far for the Rams. I'm impressed with them. We're halfway through the year, aren't we, with NFL? Uh, or is this, not quite. This, this week makes the half-week mark, or half-year, halfway mark. So let's see we go. We're uh, eight we're, weeks in. Eight weeks in. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, nine more to go. Um, so you're speaking to the trade deadline. Uh, C.J. Henderson to the Panthers, Gilmore to the Panthers, Zacherts to the Cards, uh, Kenny Young to the Broncos, Joe Flacco goes to the Jets, Mark Ingram to the Saints, Von Miller to the Rams, Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs. Uh, is there any trades that kind of surprise you? The Von Miller deal, was it worth it? I mean, he had a couple late picks. I think so. The, the Rams' mentality is we want to build with what we know now. Yeah. Rather than we're, we're going to mortgage our future for what we know we can deal with today. That's been their mentality all along. They don't mind going out and get high-priced players and giving up future draft picks. 
And they've started this trend a few years ago. And a lot of critics said, oh, this is going to catch up with them. These these uh, you know, high-priced free agents or their, their high-level talent, they're going to get hurt, and they're going to need new players. They won't be able to replace them. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit a year ago or two, but they've – they continue to push all their chips in. Like we're we're we want to win now, yeah. and future draft picks you know, will work around that. And so I, I I think it's a bold move saying, hey, we're we're going to go after it, and we think we have the the pieces in place to be a Super Bowl winning team. I I, I think the Cards did kind of a similar deal when they did that uh, Zach Ertz trade. Like, we feel like we have the pieces offensively. And we're just going to improve it and make make ourselves even more dangerous, and get ourselves a really good tight end. Hmm. I, good for them. I, which one do you think will benefit more, Von Miller to the Rams or Zach Ertz to the Cardinals? Um, I'd probably say Von Miller to Me the Rams. Me too. Just gives him another defensive weapon that you have to handle. I just in Jalen Ramsey over there in the backfield. I just it's a good football team. Really good. So, a couple of notable names did not get dealt by the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. Dude, is that a mess or what? Continues to be, un- well, continues to underperform. Well, did you see his Instagram video? No. He was posting times where, like, he was open and Baker went throw him the ball. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He did that. Oh, my gosh. And so then his dad posed, or Baker's dad, no, sorry, Odell's dad. Was it Baker or Odell's dad here? I got to look this up, make sure I got it right. Um, it was, it was, oh yeah, it was Beckham Jr.'s dad who had posted on, on the Instagram of Baker not throwing him the ball. It's just, dude. And I guess they haven't talked in three weeks. Like, they don't say a word to each other in the locker room or in the facilities. Yeah. Kimberly uh, A. Martin reporting that uh, there were discussions with Odell going to the Saints but both sides couldn't agree on a workable deal. Of course. It's mostly because of how much money he still owed. Definitely high price for low production out of that guy. Deshaun Watson, are you surprised? No, not surprised at all. What I'm surprised about is that people thought that he would be dealt. Like, who in their right mind would trade for him not knowing if you're even going to get anything out of him? You give up players or future draft picks, and you might have a guy who's going to be in jail and might not even be able to play for you. Why would you make that deal? It makes zero sense. So what surprises me is that anybody entertained trading for Deshaun Watson. It's interesting because it felt like the Dolphins were making noise of it and then nothing came of it, especially with Tua's struggles. And to stay put kind of where they're at, Shows you that the Dolphins are like, look, it's not as bad as people are saying. Uh, yeah, according to ESPN, Watson and, uh, and Miami were in discussions. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross uh, apparently had contingencies that needed to be met, but the, made the final decision not to move forward. Watson asked to be traded back in January because he was uh, not happy with what was going on in Houston and the, some of their process to hire a new general manager. But um, 
Like the guy's healthy. He can play. He, he's but there's like what, twenty four sexual assault allegations against him that still have not been settled. I mean reports are that he is gonna settle out of court with his accusers. But uh, until that is done and put to bed, um, why would you want to make a trade for that guy? Messed uh. up. So, okay, let's the the standings right now as it is, AJ in the NFL, teams that surprise where they're at in a good way, and teams that surprise where they're at in a bad way. Buffalo Bills. On top of the AFC East at five and two, that's not surprising. The AFC East sucks. <laughs> no, and I think there were a lot of expectations that Buffalo should be a top contender in the AFC. Period. Not just in their division. I would agree. Um, uh, Miami Dolphins one and seven in that division. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. I thought they'd be better. I thought Brian Flores would get their crap together over there. That's a mess. It is a mess. It's it's and and it's not only that, but it's just bad coaching too. Not so much the players as it is the coaches. It's just bad. I mean, they haven't won a game at home, man. Baltimore Ravens in the AFC North five and two competitive competitive division all the way around. Yeah, hey, look, that's a that's one of those that uh, that's a real pleasant surprise. After the start of the season, three of their top running backs were going to be out, and what they've been able to do in spite of that. How really about, impressive. How about in that same division, Joe Burrow and the Bengals at five and three? Now that is a, a positive surprise. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, Indianapolis Colts at three and five. Carson Wentz is over there. He's making bad decisions. Like he just can't throw the ball. He's trying to throw with his opposite hand at times. That was well, weird. I, they're three and five, but they're a bad three and five. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's frustrating to see a guy like Carson Wentz and just work how far crappy. he's fallen. Yeah. yeah, and make those decisions. Like, he's a veteran guy. He should be better. Should never happen. Um, and then, of course, this is the one that really surprised me the most. Dallas Cowboys is 6-1. and one. I had no idea. At 6-1, man. They've always had great talent, and they've always underperformed. This year, they're performing to their abilities. <laughs> so what changed? I don't Besides know. that coming back, dude, I still don't get it. I still don't know what's changed all of a sudden. I- Great question. Hey, how many divisions, Eric, have the team leading with a winning record and everyone else is 500 or worse? AFC East. AFC South. AFC South. AFC West is all right. In fact, I skipped out. The Raiders are 5-2, and two, by the way. NFC East. NFC East. NFC, NFC North. North. And, the, that's and that's it. Wow. Well, yeah. the, the, the top of the NFC it's, it's good so though, impressive. isn't it? Like Dallas Cowboys are six and one, Green Bay seven and one, and then the Cardinals and the Rams are seven and one. Tampa Bay's just slightly behind at six and two. Saints behind them at five and two. Meanwhile, in the AFC, your best record is three teams at five and no, I guess Titans at six and two, and then three teams at five and two. Bills, Ravens, and Raiders. Yeah. Wow. It's incredible. Uh a disappointment um for me in the in the uh NFC Seattle. Seattle. I knew that was coming. Now I get it. Russell Wilson's been hurt. He's missed a few games, but 
they've had games that they should have won and were in position to win and still let them get away. Is Pete Carroll starting to overstay the welcome? Does he go back to USC? That is not a far-off thought. I know people would go crazy, and they are right now. It's not a far-off thought, man. Can you imagine? Guy who created his legacy at USC leaves to Seattle and then goes back to USC. Boy, they would lay out the red carpet. Oh, in a heartbeat. How would they not? But you also had the um, violations, right, that went True. against him. True. Could they forgive those and say, hey, past is the past, let's move on? Uh, good question. Yeah, a major they would. school like that, they would with big boosters to say, "Hey, we'll we'll do better." Yeah, we'll do better this yeah. time. We'll, we'll pay more money under the table. <laughs> we'll be more discreet. <laughs> of course, the rules have changed now too. Oh yeah, well, it's allowed now versus when he was there. By the way, Cardinals and Rams both four and zero on the road. Wow, <laughs> that's more impressive than anything. Nuts. Hey, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. World Series Game Six tonight. We'll recap it tomorrow. Until then. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow.